0: To ESPN, 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the Sports Hangover with, with Gus back by Man. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise
1: choice, my friend. <laughs>
0: Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
1: Got a fun show lined up for you as you've reached the end of your work week. We'll have a little fun with that. Uh, A loaded show, to say the least. Leading things off here shortly after you hear from Becca. Can I call it Becca? She's been on the show forever. Todd Raffinini will lead things off. Catherine Terrell will follow him at 12.15. We'll talk the very latest of you. New Orleans, no new staff changes as of 12 o'clock here on January 20th. Uh, did you listen to Matt's Open yesterday? Kind of how we had a little fun on our show yesterday at Katie's. Coming up in hour number two, Ralph Marlborough will join us. He was under the weather on Wednesday, ready to go today at 105. Rafael Esparza, 115, we'll go through all of the playoff games and then at 2.05, Jim Eikenhofer will break down tonight's game in Orlando for the Pelicans. And 2.15, Marlon favorite and Leo Haggerty at 2.30. He rang the bell on Tuesday, so he's in a fantastic mood. We'll talk about the changes going on in Tampa here as well. But first, let us welcome you to the end of your work week. It's Friday. looking forward to the weekend. Two games for the Pelicans. NFL playoffs, always fun when that takes place as well. As we welcome you to the show, if you'd like to chime in on the conversation, it's 800-998-1003 is the way to do so. The Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. That is also our guest line as well. Buddy, we'll take your phone calls back over in the LaRose studios. As uh we are off and running, ready to chit-chat a little bit about what's going on in and around the league. I didn't get a chance to do it yesterday. A lot of Saints news, a lot of NFL news we're getting into. But ESPN put out a comprehensive Western Conference look at what teams could or could not do come trade deadline. Draft assets, players, what they need, what they don't. All of the Western Conference teams. So I will go over that when it comes to your Pelicans coming up here later in the show as well so we got plenty to get into and leading things off right from the get-go none other than the voice of your new orleans pelicans Who i thought i captured the last time the pels were on the floor on wednesday perfectly with this call
2: vincent oh my goodness left corner turn around for three good that's two straight quarters that game vincent has made a corner three at the buzzer well, that sums up the night perfectly. There
1: you go, and Todd. Uh, no, no, no disrespect to that player, but you probably most Pels fans have to Google who that is. And he hits two quarter buzzer beaters, and it just—it's just where it is right now. How are you this afternoon, live from Orlando?
2: I am really good, Gus. Uh, I, I'm not wearing a hoodie, so uh, <laughs> this is this is a good thing. Uh, being on the road and and seeing the sunshine and and a uh, swimming pool outside yes. of my room, so it's. Nice. Uh, it, it, uh, it, it's nice. It's very nice. Looking forward to the game tonight.
1: Look, that's why I wanted you to come on here as well. You and I have been talking over the last couple of days and looking at different aspects of it, and we both understand how fans and media look at a game or wins and losses, right? I mean, that's what you're judged by, Todd. Wins and losses. You can kind of give perspective, and you do on the broadcast when you come on here, of the day to day Operations of a team, whether it's practicing, trying to find time to practice, which we will get to. That's about Brandon Ingram having to go to practice. You got to find the day for that to happen, but also how travel plays a role in it. And look, I, I, I get how some fans go, Hey, you got to bring the energy every night. Hey, you got to do all these different things, but Todd, you and I have been talking specifically about how long road trips, the season's longest road trip, what every team's going to go through legitimately affects where you are and Willie Green on Wednesday specifically kind of mentioned it's that time of the year. It is the proverbial wall. It's kind of like when you were covering training camp with the saints, there's a part where it just looks sluggish and things ain't. you got to push through it. Is that where we are at the Pels?
2: I think so, Gus. I mean, it's look, and I know it's, you know, people might be saying, Hey, it's first world problems. We, we, we charter. We're on a really nice plane. We stay in nice hotels. But eventually, you know, when you get down to it, you're playing pretty much night after night, uh, or maybe one day, you know, between games. Uh, you've got back to backs. We're about to go in a stretch where we're playing, uh, some back to backs coming up.
1: three of them. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, very shortly. So it's just that time of the year where you're really looking forward to getting that break, uh, for the all star game. And, you know, it's a nice long break. Uh, they've moved it to a week. Uh, last year and obviously it's going to be a week this year but yeah, you're just kind of trudging towards that line right now and you're, you're just trying to keep your head above water and you're still in a really good position in the Western Conference you're basically tied now with Sacramento uh, for third and they're playing tonight I believe um, mm-hmm. it's just look can you get to the can you get to that break where you're still in the in, you know in the top six as you've been talking about in the last couple of weeks Um I just think again and you've been talking about it as well, Gus just all these role players playing extended minutes, you know I think it's kind of kind of getting to them a little bit. You know I was thinking about this uh, last night when I was doing prep for the game tonight and think just thinking about someone like Jose Alvarado. you know when you've got the full complement and the starting lineup is intact and everybody is you know locked into what they're doing role wise. I mean, think about all the times we saw this year, where Jose would not come into a game until the second quarter started, mm-hmm. because you had, you know, your starters in, and you you've got guys. You it, Najee Marshall would be the first guy off the bench. Right. Well, Najee Marshall's starting now, mm-hmm. and Jose, if you recall the other night, you know, you bring Jose in for the energy. Uh, to just try to get him going if, if, if the energy level isn't where you need to, and he's done that time and time again this year. Well, Jose was the first substitute off the bench against Miami. Four minutes in. I mean, he this, he came into the ball game at the eight-minute mark. And, again, you go back earlier in the year, he wasn't coming in the game until the second quarter started. He'd go the entire first quarter before he even stepped on the court. So, you know, when you're getting into these situations now, The the rotations are just not normal, and guys are playing a lot of minutes, um, and it's just, you know, it's wearing on them a little bit right now, so again, hopefully uh, the reinforcements come back very soon, but until then, we're just going to have to grin and bear it, and hopefully get some W's.
1: Todd, I've gotten this in in, in the post game on the broadcast, and on our show, even from callers yesterday, and I was kind of discussing it on the air with Scott Craig uh, from Katie's, and... When, when you hear, well, what about our depth? If this team was really deep, you'd be able to do that. And, and I respond with, you wouldn't be third if you didn't have that depth. And it's kind of along the lines of what you're saying. If you have a night where Najee gives you 12 to 16, you're awesome. If he's coming off the bench, if Trey Murphy knocks down three threes, That's great because he's coming off as a role player. You just mentioned Alvarado, uh, Dyson Daniels, nine points, four steals. Man, that is impactful off the bench. The problem is those guys are starting. So, I mean, you're, 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 you're not enjoying a good night. You need them to have a good night. And that's a massive difference. And it's not an excuse thing. You and I were discussing this morning. Look around the league. Teams that don't have their stars. It's not coincidental they fall in the standings and lose games. The Suns have been bringing up no Devin Booker for a month. They're not even in the playoff picture right mm-hmm. now. They were just behind us before Booker got hurt. You look at Kevin Durant with the Nets. Todd, they've now lost four straight games. They lost yesterday because they don't have Kevin Durant. When you don't have your star players, you tend to lose. The fact the Pels have actually won games without their all-star players, that does tell you how strong this team is.
2: No, the depth is the reason why the Pelicans are top four right now, and when we were really rolling and everybody was playing, we were beating teams because of our depth, because when they would bring their second units in, our second units would be dominating their second units. Go back to the Denver game, Gus, when when Jokic left the floor... We didn't right. miss a beat. Yeah.
1: Jose dropped, dropped almost forty. Was,
2: uh, Jose scored thirty-eight right. off the off the bench. Right off the bench. Okay, he, he didn't start that game, so um, it, it's just it, yeah. Look, Antonio Daniels, who does such a great job on television, says all the time, it's a star-driven league. It is a star-driven league, and it's tough to win when you don't have your stars out there. Uh, you know, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson are stars. Uh and it's just it's starting to catch up. You can sustain it for a little bit, Gus. But mm-hmm. like, you know, Coach Green said, when you start getting into these dog days right before the All Star break, it's catching up to us right now. Um we are a deep team. Yeah. There's no question about it. That is the advantage we have over many, many, many other NBA teams. But right now the depth is being tested because the role players are starting and their their minutes are, you know, no, Najee Marshall's not supposed to be playing thirty six minutes. Right. He's just not. Um, you know, Jose's not supposed to be coming off the bench four minutes into ball games. Uh, but that's where we are right now. So again, it is what it is. Yeah. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna, you know, bring out the crying towel for you. Um We're just going to have to figure out a way until everybody Mm -hmm. comes back.
1: Sixteen games this month, Todd. This is something else that I've been bringing up as well, to your point. So you're taxing your role players in playing time. And look, again, I I understand some fans don't want to hear it or or don't really think it matters. You only have six home games this entire month, and you've only played three so far this month you were 17 and 5 going into those uh last two home games and it's because you had more home games and you've taken care of home and you hear willie green antonio you bring it up as well in the broadcast that's what you got to do in the nba you got to win your home games try to win some on the road and you'll be a good playoff team cj mccullum had like a three minute you know answer specifically about that but it's kind of like the perfect storm right zion's playing at an mvp level it's going to be out three weeks B.I. is injured, trying to get back. Now you're taxing your players. Now you're only home six times this month. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot to overcome, and that's why you hear the players say, can you just keep your head above water? As soon as February comes here, you can get back to playing the kind of basketball you want. Right now, you're just trying to piecemeal it. It just is what it is.
2: Yeah, and, you know, when you were talking about Devin Booker, I mean, like you said, Phoenix is in a free fall right now. Right. I mean, they they are in a spiral and they're a pretty, pretty good team when, when they've got all their guys. Um, you talked about Brooklyn and, and what's going on there. Think about what we just saw a couple of nights ago against the Heat. The Heat are 24-21. and 21, 21 well, losses, we talk, that team. <laughs> we talked we talk about it pregame. And you asked me why have they kind of struggled this year. Well, Jimmy Butler's missed 14 games. Tyler Heroes missed 13 games. They haven't all been there uh, all year long either. Um, they had all their guys the other night, Dust. They looked pretty good to me. I, I right. mean, I, you know, <laughs> they looked like a pretty solid team yeah. when they had all their players. So, you know, I, man, we've been t- we were talking about this during training camp. The only thing is going to stop the Pelicans this year is health. That's, that's when they have everybody, we're we can beat anyone in the league. I mean, you know, you are going to have your matchup problems. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the way it is, but I'd take those guys in a seven-game series, you know, against anyone. Um, just got to get them back.
1: So, look, you next week Zion gets reevaluated. You and I were talking about this after the game on Wednesday about Brandon Ingram. And Coach Green has said it. Until he goes through a full practice, up and down, five right. on five, he's not going to play. We've seen him do more, which is why you're more hopeful that you'll see him before the All-Star break. But again, as we're talking with the schedule, we looked at that schedule in the studio. Right. Friday right. of next week is the next time this team's going to practice. And people are like, wait a minute, there's days between games. You have a back to back Tuesday, Wednesday next week here. So more than likely Thursday will be a day off. So then Friday is your practice day before Saturday's game. But they didn't practice yesterday. There isn't a shoot around as you were talking about trying to kind of rest your bodies. You play Sunday. Uh, there's no practice, obviously, tomorrow. It just you, got, you you need time for that to actually happen. So I don't know when he's coming back. You don't either. No one really does. But we're we're kind of hopeful that hey, he's doing more by the day, by the game, by the shoot around. He needs a day to practice. Maybe next Friday. That's what we'll look for. Right? See if he can practice. Well,
2: there there might be a practice tomorrow. We're we're actually traveling after the game tonight to okay. Miami. So there could be uh, – it wouldn't be a long one. If there was a practice tomorrow, uh, it, it wouldn't be long, but there there could be a possibility there. Uh, but other than that, yes, the only real day two that you could see would be next Friday because I doubt highly they're going to practice after a back-to-back. I, I, I mean, I, I can almost guarantee it. So I, I think next Friday would be an ideal time. Definitely there are going to be a lot of uh, interested – onlookers uh, in that practice mm-hmm. to see if Brandon can go through it because I, I keep I've done a lot of interviews now, Gus, and I get asked the same thing. And my answer is the same and you have related as well. He's not going to play until he goes through a full contact five on five. Yep. He's just not gonna do it. So until he is confident enough, and again this is this is about Brandon's confidence and his ability to play at the highest level, until he goes through that practice and gets that confidence then, then we're going to see him. Until then, you know, then we're
1: not. We will hear from you coming up tonight, six p.m. five thirty pregame. Looking forward to chatting with you soon, bud. Thank you. Hi, right, man. Thanks. Tom. Yep. Go take a nap. I'd love to take a nap. I don't remember the last time I took a nap, Catherine Terrell. She can't take a nap. Waiting on Saints moves and around the league as well. We'll discuss all that and more when we come back to the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs>
3: I'm Martin Hoke, the inventor of Navage Nasal Care, and I love Navage. I've told you about how your nose is the body's air filter. That Navage's powered suction will help flush out allergens, viruses, mucus, and germs, and that Navage will help you breathe better. But what do other people say about Navage? Like Tara, quote. My doctor wanted me to do saline rinses for my allergies, but I've never been able to successfully use a neti pot. Navaj uses suction power, so it's foolproof. There are nights when I'll have particularly bothersome allergies. I'll bust it out, and the results are immediate. It's such a relief. It's become a lifesaver. Unquote. She's one of over 100,000 online reviews praising Navaj, the all-natural solution trusted by over 3 million people to help you breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and stay healthier without drugs. Navaj is available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E, clean nose, healthy life.
2: When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough
0: is Rouse's Markets king cake dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S.
2: at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets
0: feels like home. Soccer, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800
1: 998 is the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline and Guest Line, where Catherine Terrell joins us now. You can give her a follow over on Twitter at Kat underscore Terrell. She covers the Saints for ESPN and the NFL as well. Catherine, good afternoon. Thanks for your time. How are you today?
4: I'm
1: doing great. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, I, I think yesterday when we saw Mike Triplett's, um, tweets and report about Pete Carmichael coming back, I, I gotta assume most of the feedback you got as well was probably very similar to, Oh, really? Are you kidding me? Now, we, I think we can explain it, but I'm just, when, when you saw that and you kind of figured out, did you think that was going to happen?
4: Well, I thought when they kept saying they needed time not to make emotional decisions and things like that, and all the other teams, you know, kind of immediately made staffing changes, Mm -hmm. it it started to become clear. They weren't going to make a lot of changes. Um, So, you know, obviously it's been a a pretty interesting reaction among the fan base. And and I understand. Obviously, there's a reason Pete Carmichael has been there for so long. He's obviously done a, a lot of great things. Uh, he was calling the plays in 2011 when they had that record setting off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously you don't stick around that long if you're not good at your job. However, the team has been trending the wrong way offensively since Breeze left. And it, it just feels like, okay, you get one shot to say, hey, we're going to keep the band together. And uh, it was working. So why change anything? Okay, great. Well, it didn't work. So now you're going to go into another season and not change anything. Right. I think there's a reason the fans are are frustrated. And, you know, Carmichael is just not the most expressive guy. So when you interview him and and ask things like, oh, well, why didn't Taysom Hill, who's been your most productive player, get playing time for 28 minutes, which happened in the game against the the Browns.
1: 28 minutes?
4: Yeah, he, he didn't. He, at 28, yeah, he didn't really get to the game or have his first carry until, what was it, like two minutes left in that half, and then he came in and was averaging like eight yards a carry. And so, yeah, fans are like, well, I don't get it. And, and I, I understand from that perspective why they would be so upset, especially if you're used to having this wow, amazing, fantastic offense for more than a decade, and now it's like they struggle to move the ball.
1: So I started bringing this up Catherine on Wednesday the possibility I was trying to prep listeners and fans like just I can see the plausible direction that the team may go in that situation and one of the reasons was is what you can go get better than what you have because as you've covered this team long enough there is a loyalty and there is a hey well we know who we have and things that nature to it and you saw a little bit from the national media when it came to Byron Leftwich with the Bucks who got let go yesterday, but Wednesday morning it was, look, the offensive line was hurt. They had injuries. The defense wasn't as good. And I'm like, man, can you not kind of use that with the saints? I mean, their offensive line, you thought your quarterback, who you're going to have, wasn't your guy. You thought the guy, you were going to be a tight end. You had to wind up going back to your quarterback. Your number one receiver gets hurt again. You lose Landry. The defense doesn't have Lattimore for two thirds of the season. Like I, I, I started thinking if that's how they're thinking in the building, I can see that happening. And then, Catherine, you add this. The Ravens, the Bucks, the Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots, Colts, Cardinals, all need offensive coordinator openings. That's a lot of candidates you're going to have to go through and try to find a better or the right one. So I kind of started seeing this. Yeah, I don't know. I
4: mean, it does seem like a lot of of openings, but I don't really know that it's more than normal. I'd have to look at that. It kind of seems like it, but it might not be, Um, you know, and there's really not a shortage of assistant coaches you can choose to promote. Maybe there's a shortage of really great ones, but I would think that they would have made that decision about Carmichael before it got to that point where that, where that, sorry, where there were that, there's too many be that many openings. Um, but I don't know. I think that the injury excuse is a big one right. because they've been dealing with this for two years, and they need to get it straightened out. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't have the data if it's actually worse than other teams. I've talked about this with people. I know the Titans actually had a, a really, really bad injury problem this year. Uh, so that is a factor. You had, or they had, a superstar wide receiver that they were counting on comes in, first game of the season, scores two touchdowns, and then all of a sudden just, you know, gets hurt and can't play. And that is a big deal when you already have known wide receiver issues yeah. that they're trying to correct. But you can't correct it all that fast. You know, it's not. It's like building an offensive line. You can't fix it in a year. Unless you have a ton of free agency money, I guess. So the wide receiver issue is one that's going to have to be fixed year over year. Obviously, Olave is a big step to that. Sure. Um, But the biggest issue is the quarterback. And so maybe they think, hey, if we get the right quarterback, then Carmichael's not the problem. Mm -hmm. But they have their hurdles to do that, too. They have the salary cap issue, which they always work their magic. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure that they could try to go after someone. Maybe they get one in the draft depends on sean payton so it's a lot of if i uh, kind of lingering out there right. so i don't know maybe that's the other reason behind it yeah it's variables kind of
1: variables right. catherine that's the word that i've been using with so many variables and it, this is an organization that likes to be comfortable right it, it likes to think things out and not be uh kind of off the hip sort of a thing and I think there's another maybe possibility. And again, I don't know anything about this, but it just, I'm trying to either read tea leaves or not. But I've been using the analogy of, and you understand this, Catherine, what it is you do. There's, there's some really good beat writers. Are are they great columnists? Um, there's some good producers. Are they good talk show hosts? And then even at that aspect, being a columnist or a beat writer for, You know, New Orleans is different than New York. Being a talk show host here in New Orleans is different than if my market was L.A. or Denver. And I and I wonder if with Carmichael, they see, they know and probably feel like, this guy knows offense, he knows what the philosophy is, but what about somebody that's maybe a little bit better in that moment, clocks ticking, personnel groupings, things of that nature, and I'm wondering, they really like Ronald Curry. They let him call a game this preseason – He got named to uh, the senior bowl as an offensive coordinator. Could you see a scenario where Carmichael kind of goes back to what he was doing with Peyton, where he's on the sideline talking to the quarterback going over things, but on the sideline calling plays as the play clock is going is maybe Ronald Curry? Yeah, I don't think
4: that's a crazy idea. I mean, you know, there's all this... uh... Talk at the beginning of the year when Allen became coach, how Carmichael didn't even really want this job. Some people are really great at the role they do, as you say, and, and they don't necessarily want to be the guy. So I think that it's valuable for them to have Carmichael in the fold. I mean, just look at all those years of knowledge he's learned under Peyton. As I said, you don't stick around that long if you're not very good at your job. But I also said on Twitter, if you don't evolve, you're going to be left behind. You always have to evolve. So if the Saints did something like that, like, hey, maybe we take this other up-and-comer, make him the play caller, he can be assisted by Carmichael. And I mean, I think that maybe that's something that would appease the fans. And maybe it would allow them to evolve more. I just don't think that they can go into the 2023 Season thinking everything is fine, right. you know what? I don't think they do either. I mean, it's not like they're going to come out and say that publicly. Sure. But like, of course, they don't think. Of course, they're not happy with the results. um So there are going to be changes. I just don't think we're going to see them right away.
1: Right, no doubt. What do you think does happen with quarterback? Because when I see this, and, and I'm thinking, you know, what what Mickey said last week, where we're not ready to blow it up and stuff, I just think of man. The first thing almost it seemed like when Dennis Allen was named head coach is we're all in on Deshaun Watson. I, I, I see this and I think they're going to make a play for a guy like Derek Carr or Jimmy G. And Now, there are a lot of other teams that will as well, but it just seems like that's probably where they're probably going to go first, huh?
4: Yeah, I absolutely think so. And it really is kind of fascinating to try to dive through the numbers. Um, we're working on a piece for ESPN that we do every year, and basically it involves the beat writers of all the quarterback needy teams to to make um, trade pitches and then free agency contract offers and things like that, which is a lot harder than you would think. <laughs> I went through number scenarios in, uh, in over the over the like machine a million times. The Jimmy G number scenario works, yeah, uh, if you expect him to make twenty to twenty two million a year. Now maybe someone out there throws more money at him. I don't know. But it does work, and you could do it in a way that he would have like a 6 or $7 million cap hit in year one. Carr is a little more tricky because his salary becomes guaranteed on February 15th, so any move would have to be made before then. And there's a possibility he gets paid 30 million. So, I mean, those, those numbers are a little tough to figure out. Right. However, I mean, the Saints went after Deshaun Watson. I feel like their cap situation was even worse last year. And they were willing to go after a guy that eventually got a fully guaranteed contract. So it tells me they will figure out how to make it work. (laughs) And if that's Carr, it would make sense. I don't know what his relationship is with Dennis Allen now, but he always says good things about him. Dennis Mm -hmm. Allen drafted him, started him as a rookie. It it wouldn't be surprising if the Saints at least tried to go after those two guys.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. And and I just, you know, I, you wonder if some of those draft picks that could come with the possibility of Sean Payton Sean Payton going to a new team that they think, hey, we do have draft capital, or draft ammo to be able to give the Raiders in that situation. It'll be interesting to see how many teams wait it out or try to, um you know, force the hand of the Raiders, obviously, to make that trade. Because if you're Vegas, you're, you you want to trade him, you want to get something for him, but. Do the teams just wait for him to be released or do they try to go get him before anybody else does? That's, I guess we're on car watch. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so for the next uh, three weeks, I guess, yeah. we'll, we'll be on car watch to, to see what happens. But, you know, a lot of things tend to happen and, and get kicked off at the funeral Bowl in a few weeks. And that yep. kind of officially starts the off season. So um, there will be no shortage of things to talk about, I'm sure.
1: No doubt. And we'll have you back on if you will. Bye. So I appreciate it. (laughs) Anytime. Thank you so much. Miss Catherine Terrell, give her a follow over on Twitter at cats underscore Terrell. Covers the Saints and the NFL for ESPN. Open phone lines. This segment, if you'd like to chime into the conversation, love to hear from you. What did you think about what the graph and Catherine have had to say? Pels and Saints. Now's the time to get in. Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Thank you Balance. You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance
5: in honor
0: of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale
6: I want to beat cancer, I'm going to beat it
0: that's no doubt in my mind I'm going to win this battle defeating cancer will take all of us, join our team to help fund game changing research that saves lives at the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer V is for victory over the odds V is for victory over health disparities. Victory over setbacks. Victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Join the V Foundation team and help save lives.
5: Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul.
0: Join our team in the fight against cancer at V.org.
6: How could we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports! That's how they talk in the major league!
0: Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengal. 800
6: 998
1: 1003 your thoughts on the playoff games here as well. Saints fans, your thoughts on maybe my theory, maybe my theory, just uh, I guess your overall thoughts on what you think (laughs) about Pete Carmichael coming back. And again, just, I'm just, I'm trying to Reasonably look at things and, and maybe deduce what the thinking is behind a lot of decisions that are being made. And that's why, again, I was bringing up the Ronald Curry situation in position. I, again, to me, it, it makes sense, right? A, as I mentioned to Catherine, you're going to have to beat out a lot of teams for an O.C., as it is. Ravens, Bucks, Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, Jets, Patriots, Colts, and Cardinals. Now, some of those can be filled by head coach slash going-to-be offensive coordinator. I get that. Some of those already have coaches, though. But they're looking for offensive coordinators. And as I said earlier this week, one of the limitations when it comes to trying to find the next great play caller is, I don't know who my quarterback is. If you had Derek Carr, Jimmy G, maybe that might appeal to some. Right? And you know how I feel about this, too. I'm very leery of starting quarterbacks that didn't work out elsewhere, and in particular with those two guys. Kyle Shanahan, again, I think we all would agree, probably one of the best play callers in the league, right? I mean, noodle arm under his tutelage, won an MVP, Matt Ryan. And what you've seen when he's done with Brock Purdy, his offense, his philosophy, and look, he grabbed... Eric McCaffrey, midseason, implemented him. He said last week he's been a godsend. But my point is he he has been able to grab a player that didn't start camp or anything with him. Uh implement him into the scheme. And he's been able to grab a, a literally the last player drafted last year. This wasn't a you know, like, I like Nick Mullins, right? Former Southern Miss guy, but he was on the team for a bit. And when Jimmy G got hurt in the past, he went to camp. He went to OTAs. He was a San Francisco 49er before he started. And I know you can say that with Brock Purdy, but as I mentioned before, when you're the third or fourth string guy, training camp, team drills, you get two snaps. Maybe you get three. Hope and pray that the center who's... Probably not going to make the team during that team drill. Doesn't snap you the ball on the ground. I've seen it. Worm burners. Literally. Snapping it high, left, right, or on the ground. Pray they don't call a run. And you may get a pass. And it's likely a screen or something short. And they're going to blow the whistle and then move on. That like That's your life in training camp. As the third or fourth string quarterback. So, Brock Purdy didn't have a ton of snaps. And to see him doing what he's doing, yes, you have to give him a ton of credit. It's admirable. But it does go to show you that the job that, you know, Kyle Shanahan can do is pretty amazing. So, I only say all of that to this. They moved up and got Trey Lance and didn't want Jimmy G. Yeah, I know. I saw that, that drive that kept the Saints, you know, out of the playoffs. I get it. Rams need to make one play. I, I understand that. I've also seen several times, several times, Garoppolo throwing balls in the end zone, interception, bad decision making. I've said this before. Don't take my word for it. I'm not being a hater. Go on Twitter, just Google Grant Cohen, who writes for Sports Illustrated, covers the 49ers. That guy can't stand Jimmy G. I, I'm just, he covers the Niners and goes to the games just routinely. that That's like his pastime. I mean, to the point where I'm almost like, guy, come on, man. He's been winning for you and he's fine. But just go see that. Derek Carr, I, I do think. I mean, that guy was playing well. He's got injured. uh The year he, I, I thought he could have been an MVP candidate, but you know, again, Josh McDaniels and Jack. I'll get to you here in about ten seconds, but he's moved. He, he wants to move on from him. And in the game that they told Derek Carr to go home, the last two games of the year, the guy they put in moved the offense. So I I understand. Hey, let's go get a vet. Let's go get a guy that's made plays. That it, 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 I keep using the phrase time and place. Is it the right time? Do you think it's the right place? And again, you're not the only team looking for that. The Jets, they feel they are a quarterback away from at least being a playoff team. The Colts have been trying to find a quarterback. The Commanders... It's not Carson Wentz. So, again, you're going to have to either outbid or out-trade somebody for that. And does that make sense to you, time and place? Jack, what you got for us today here on the Sports Hangover, man? Happy Friday.
5: Happy Friday, Gus. Um, Gus, I had a question for you. Do you have a problem with Sean Payton being part of the negotiation for the compensation for the Saints?
1: Like, wherever he ends up. Yeah, pretty incredible, isn't it, what he did on Monday? Set the bar, right. set the barometer, set the package. <laughs> and then kind of, I wouldn't say avail threat, but it was like, you know, next year I'm not going to be so hot. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he did all of that in two minutes and 14 seconds on the Colin Coward Show. Well, Gus,
5: here's the thing, though. Okay, let's just take Houston for an example. Uh-huh. Um, if, if you were in his position, I think one of the one of the main reasons that you would take that job is for that number two pick. That way Correct. you get a chance to, to select a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If they trade that, are you taking the job?
1: Right. No. I mean, well, that's why you heard him say specifically the compensation for the Saints would be a mid-to-late first-round pick. That takes three away from Arizona. That takes the two away from Houston. I mean, right? Right. I mean, that's what he said. And quite honestly, even if it's Carolina, Carolina's what, nine? Does it take? them out of that and he says look we'll give you next years and stuff so that that's what was remarkable in in that interview with Colin Coward I mean my man flat out said no it's a it's a mid to late first round pick and then he said I already talked to Mickey about it so to your point yeah he's negotiating in plain sight right there right right well I mean I'm not rooting
5: for Sean Payton but I'm just trying to figure out you know what he's thinking and and I don't you know what I mean? I think he'd rather – if I was him, and I can't be him, Sure. if I was him, I'd rather go back to the studio than to go to a team where I don't think I can win any time right. in the near future. So, so you know, because you know, uh, well, I know some people who are really bothered by that, but I think Sean has to be involved in – you know, he has to know what he's getting into in order whether absolutely. or not he takes the job. You know what
1: I mean? Jack, I've said it several times, and you've heard it from several people that have covered this team over the years. Sean Payton – is involved and a part of and thinks about every single aspect of your football team that you can possibly think of from the gum to the things that are printed and posted on players locker rooms sayings messages photos of players that you're about to face i've seen it all inside that locker room and it's him so to your point you're absolutely right he has had the entire season to think about where he wants to go, how he wants to do it, and he's said it openly. I'm I'm choosing. I get to choose. He's in a choosable position, and unless it's what he wants, he won't do it. He won't go back to the studio. And he's been saying that, right? He's like, hey, I like I like the team I'm in. I don't have to do all that. But the one thing I'll say, Jack, is, and he did mention this in that Peter Schrager uh, interview on Fox's pregame show two two Sundays ago, where he brought up that quarterback isn't the number one issue. Based on this, he said the quarterback situation wasn't set in New Orleans, and he's right. He took the job with New Orleans without a franchise quarterback. Now he knew he had an upgrade from Aaron Brooks. So my point is, he's already thinking, Jack. If it is Houston, it's either a quarterback I want to draft. Or a veteran or somebody that I want to go after. Believe me, that man has it on an iPad. It's written down somewhere. It's in a dry racer marker on his refrigerator in LA. He knows exactly the five quarterbacks he can go get. Draft or vets, running backs, coaches. I mean, you heard three weeks ago, he was putting together an all-star team. You know, Zimmer as the head, as the defensive coordinator. It's all figured out. I mean, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. And to your point, that's why he's negotiating an open like that. He knows what he's willing to give up for his team if he takes that job, draft pick compensation wise, financial wise, all of that. Everything has been thought out, man. There's no doubt in my mind.
5: And Gus, and see, that's why I think the pressure is much more on the Saints 100%. to get something for it, hundred percent. Because because if they don't, if they don't, if they don't get some talent into this team quickly. A lot of the people that's working with the team are going to be looking for jobs. So,
3: you
5: know, and, and look, to your point about the quarterbacks, I, I'm against, I, I agree with you. I don't want retreads. And, and well, see, I think once again, they're making the mistake. I think they're trying to find a way to paste it back together. Yep. And, and I think it needs to be torn down a little bit. And, and it doesn't sound like that's what they want to do.
1: No, I'm with you. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, you know, I, I thought, hey, if Allen's back, Pete's back, Start Taysom. I mean, sign Andy to a one-year deal or whatever or somebody else you want to see. I mean, you know, when, when we start talking about, well, because, look, the, the Seahawks said they want to bring Geno Smith back, so he's out. But when we start talking about Teddy Two Gloves, and I, dude, at that point, bring back Andy. Tell him to compete with Taysom who you're paying seven million, nine million million, million for. Have at it. And you've heard me say it. Worst case, you stink. And then you pick picking the top five next year. You can get your quarterback. I mean, I, I just, to me, again, I keep saying time and place. But if they feel that they are a quarterback away and just a different, you know, luck in terms of injuries, and and Michael can play next year, and you have your 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 receiver, I I'm one of the few people that keep saying, look, if that guy wants to come back, great, great. I mean, when he's healthy, he's really good. Well, he's not going to be healthy. Well, I mean, you can do the same thing with another team. What happens if he goes to another team, he's healthy, you know, and you don't get anything for him. So, I I mean, he restructured the contract. If you can get him back and he wants to come back and he wants to play, you absolutely welcome him back. And then you figure it out the year afterwards whether or not he wants to be here or not and all that. But you need players, to your point. I need talent. I need players. And – I'm kind of strapped with cash, and I'm kind of strapped with my lack of picks. So you don't really have a lot of position to sort of be choosy, to your point. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've had texts, and I've had people say, well, they'll never let him go to Carolina. Well, um, it depends what they give you. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you don't want to play him twice a year. But if it comes down to that's where he wants to go, then, you know, I guess to your point. Get what you can get, or you tell them to go enjoy Fox, and maybe you can live with maybe not getting as much next year. I don't know. It's up. That that's something that Mickey Loomis is going to have to think of. But there's something to that, man. I keep I, you remember, Jack. I've been saying it for a while. The fact that he's yet to really like Anthony Davis thank you on Instagram that we're still waiting for. That Ross Jackson consistently keeps an eye on Jack. Uh, we're still waiting for yeah. Mickey Loomis to to um to give us more than ten seconds on his time with Sean Payton. Remember that last year didn't do it after his his uh his press conference after Sean retired and then in the senior bowl he didn't do it same thing to those meetings well I haven't thought about it yet I haven't put the words together really 15 years so there was something there well I mean look I don't think you have to put too many things together to make it two and two here right the Dolphins situation probably ticked him off he said no Sean went behind his back I don't think they were ready for him to leave and that maybe could have been part of it. Hey, you didn't let me go where I wanted to go. I'm retired. So I don't know if it's as cool yep. by, uh, as it maybe could have been. Well, have a good weekend, man. You too, man. Take care, of tech. Thank you. Uh, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime in on the Upper Cervical Family Cop Hotline, this is the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. It's a new year at
0: Calvin Braxton Ford, and to celebrate, they're offering 60 months, 2.9 APR on all
1: 2022 Ford F-150s with $1,000 off MSRP. Calvin Braxton Ford is also offering 60 months, 3.9 APR on all 2022 Ford Explorers with $1,000 off That's RP. Now that says it all. So come test
0: drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices. Offers good till January 31st.
6: This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-326-7765 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. That's 800-326-7765. What do you have to lose? Call 800-326-7765. Again, 800-326-7765. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck
5: your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the King
1: at 909-KING. LA20-11133 Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man
0: that likes to talk. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800
1: 998 on the upper cervical family chiropractic hotline. Love to hear from you here as well. So, uh, yeah, we got, um, got lots to talk about. To say the least, as uh, we'll hear from the professor, Nick Harrison, our questions of the day have to do with the NFL playoffs. What you think? Are you you ready for some of these games? Lots of people picking the home team. uh, Lots of favorites here as well. So we can discuss that here as soon as we get the professor on with him. As his Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, that'll be an interesting one Um for sure. So we'll keep an eye on that. John Forcade yesterday said he thinks the game of the weekend is – the Dallas game against the 49ers. What do you think? You think that's the game of the weekend? It'll be interesting to see. Uh, as we welcome in the professor, Mr. Nick Harrison, sir, how are you this afternoon?
7: I'm doing well. I've been here the whole time. My camera wouldn't let go. Yeah. Well, I mean, until I saw your face, I didn't know if you're there or not, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was around, man. It's like, the, I keep using, I'm using this new software for like all the streaming and lives that I'm uh, doing on a, stuff like that. You know, I got a new fan in our producer, buddy. He was, uh, he's been sending us videos of mine into our group chat and yeah. he was playing songs that I've used on my page Good stuff. on today. And it's just, he, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy, but yes, I'm here doing well, sir. And I'm excited about a weekend of football.
1: I am too. I'm ready for the playoffs here as well. I'll get your, your picks in that here as well. But obviously, look, you heard me kind of start warning about it on Wednesday, you know, that this was kind of, kind of be the case. What do you think of my theory? of pete kind of going back to what he did best and you know quote unquote being the offensive coordinator but being kind of like the analyst between you know drew and sean and kind of going the go-between but maybe per se the play-to-play drive the drive person that calls the plays be ronald curry a guy that we're going to see at the senior bowl get an opportunity to be there and that is as we've said It's become a showcase for up and coming coaches for teams that everyone's there to, okay, we're seeing how they handle running practice, calling plays, things like that. He called plays in the preseason game. And that would be, I guess, what I would see. Or I guess a 1B, what we saw at LSU with Brady and Ensminger, where they're, they're, they're co-offensive coordinators, but there's the, you know, Curry maybe is calling those plays and Pete has that influence. Hey, maybe think about this and you can think about those plays. But I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if that's the route they go. What do you think of my theory?
7: I think it's 100%, uh, plausible. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I actually think it's a great idea. Um, because you want to, you want to make sure that there's confidence in your offensive play calling. And with Pete Carmichael being the go-between guy, he's kind of the liaison. He's your consigliere.
1: Yes. You know,
7: look, if Dennis Allen is the Don, then Pete would be his consigliere, basically his guy to say, you know, this, they talk about it and whatnot. And then he sends the soldiers into action. You know, he talks to Drew. He talks to other guys on the offensive, uh, coaching staff and says, okay, this is what we're going to do. And they just carry it out from there, but being the go-between guy, I think it'd probably be a good idea for this Saints coaching staff that, you know, they need to improve on what they did this past year. I mean, I know they were in contention for the division, but the division was sorry. We saw what happened with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs. They got skull drums. So you want to make sure that you have all of your guys in place. And I think it. maybe they should put you on the staff, Gus. Maybe you should be the guy (laughs) giving them what they wanted, what they need. I
1: I have said this for years between the Pelicans and the Saints. Just go ahead and give me a call. I got any ideas. I mean, yesterday I was trying to come up with, uh, you know, Scott Craig's new new place. I mean, from a name to caricatures to drawings, I told them as well. I mean, you, you look at the facility next door, you already have, Drawings, and everything, man. Go get local artists and high schoolers, man. On their artwork, man. Have them do that and you have like your own mural. I got plenty of ideas, Nick. No one ever listens. Good um, idea, man. So, earlier in the year, though, you, uh, you, you gave us a way to kind of capture how Saints fans are feeling. Yeah. And a lot of times you, you've put that in song, right? Jameis. Jameis went right. in London. His back. <laughs> That was a good one. Um, have you been able to come up with a way to maybe put into song how Saints
7: fans are feeling? I have actually. Uh, I was listening to your show yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they played the, uh, the old Welcome Back Cotter theme. Yes. And I texted you immediately. I was like, that's going to be the song tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and start working on it now. Yeah. And, uh, I went ahead and put it together and cut it. And, uh, it's done and ready to go for whenever you guys want to play it. And uh yeah, it's kinda really encapsulates how people are feeling
1: about you know Dennis and Pete sure. being back on the coaching staff. Back on the staff, man. Welcome Damn. back. You know, now seems as good as time as any. If you're yeah. you know, if you're fine with it. uh let's see what we've got together here.
7: Sure. That's
1: really good on the guitar and piano there, Nick. Good job.
7: Welcome back. Saints did not kick you out? Welcome back, though we still don't know what all that's about. Though the players may change when the season's out, may they still.
1: Good, really good so far. Welcome back,
7: welcome back, welcome back. The is are coaching air. <laughs> welcome back. Our is the P. Man, we'll never win. And I know that this team is still learning it. But you can't keep going 7-10. Why would
1: Mickey Lee you? Why would Mickey, Mickey Lee you? Here well, we don't need
7: you keep losing a lot If you want to keep your spot But welcome back Welcome back, welcome back Welcome back Welcome back,
1: welcome back Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the latest From the professor, welcome back <laughs> Oh, man nice vocals
7: on your part, join it. I join it
1: in Gotta tell you, uh, I folks were
7: in the car Like, wow, look, bad? Be- I-
1: I, I will say this by the time training camp comes I mean I'm I'm Carver and I are starting music lessons he's doing piano I'm doing guitar here I I will learn that first house i also know that i will be
7: one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me sponsored by the louisiana army national guard aired by the louisiana association of broadcasters and this station hi i'm marcel
5: spears keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job one may just